Amen. But thank you to the church and thank you everybody for, for your blessings. I just want to share something with you, very simple. As this theme of this whole month has been in this uh, particular service is uh, simply Jesus. Amen. And uh, it's very easy for us to get caught up in uh, all of the, uh, the peripheral or the surface things of Christmas. Of course, it's, uh, God gives to us the story of Christmas in the Bible, and it's filled with detail. It's filled with information that, that causes us to understand and to picture what Christmas was like. The birth of Christ and the nativity scenes that we have. And, and, and so over the last 2,000 years virtually, we have had this celebration of the coming Messiah, of God being incarnate or becoming a man and coming into this world. And, and uh, we are often uh, consumed today uh, to this point in 2019 where uh, Christmas is simply just about the celebration and the food and the fun and the festivities. Uh, but we often miss uh, the reality of, of what it meant for, for God to become man. I want to share to you just a little bit of what the Word of God tells us. That God became man, that He impregnated a virgin womb by His divine, uh, in divine intervention. The Bible says that what was conceived in Mary was of the Holy Spirit. She was a virgin, and uh, she uh, was impregnated by the Spirit of God, and this man-child was born, the, the Messiah. He was prophesied that He would come. And, and he grew up to be a man, and as he began his ministry, many of those that were around in his time in Israel didn't recognize who he was. They didn't know that he was the Messiah. In fact, they came against him at every turn. They uh, opposed him at every juncture, and even to the point where they arrested him, and they crucified him, and he was nailed to a cross, and he died, and he shed his blood uh, for this world. And the sad reality is, was that in their day, they saw the Messiah. They saw God in humanity with their very eyes, with their own eyes. They laid eyes on him, and they did not recognize who he was. They didn't see him for who he was, but they saw only the outside. They saw only the human side, the flesh of Jesus. And they failed to recognize that in him was the God of all creation the Jehovah of the Old Testament that they worshipped, that God revealed himself to through the prophet Moses. They did not recognize who he was. But he was, the Bible says, he was uh, the God become flesh, the word of God become flesh, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Amen. That in him he was fully man, but he was also fully God. And I want you to understand this and, and not become like the Pharisees and not become like the priests to only see the outward trappings of Christmas, to only see uh, the surface stuff, but to also recognize that beyond the flesh that you cannot see is the divine of God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to tell you today that he was, as a man, Jesus was born a baby. But as God, he, was, he existed from eternity. As a man, he grew mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. But as God, he never changes. As a man, he was tempted by the devil. But as God, he cast out devils. As a man, he hungered. But as God was the bread of life and miraculously fed the crowds. As a man, he thirsted. But as God, he gave living water. 
As a man, he grew weary, but as God, he gave rest. As a man, he slept in a storm, but as God, he calmed the storm. As a man, he prayed, but as God, he answered prayer. As a man, he was scourged and beaten. As God, he healed the sick. As a man, he died, but as God, he raised his own body from the dead. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. As a man... He was a sacrifice for sin, but as God, he forgave sin. As a man, he didn't know all things, but as God, he knew all things. As a man, he had no power, but as God, he had all power. As a man, he was inferior to God, but as God, was God. As a man, he was a servant, but as God, he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. I've come to remind you again and declare to you that this Messiah is none other than the one God. Amen. It is a man in history has complicated things with trying to understand the Godhead. But here it is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. And it's in Jesus. It is simply in Jesus that the one God became man and walked among us. And I've come to remind you here today that since God became a man, that means that he was able to pay for the penalty of sin, of our sins. Amen. He died on the cross, taking on the sins of the world, shedding his blood, being buried in a tomb. And on the third day, he resurrected with newness of life, with power of the resurrected power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, what does that, what's the big deal about that preacher? What has that got to do with me? Well, that's what that's got to do with you and I is it means that we don't have to be bound by our sin. We don't have to be held hostage by the mistakes of our past. We don't have to be bound by the sinful nature of our flesh. But the Bible says when we are born again, when we're baptized in the name of Jesus, he washes away our sin. Oh, thanks be to God. Not just some sin, but every sin, every sin you've ever committed. From the sin that you committed as a child to the sin you committed this morning. When you are baptized in the name that is above every name, every sin is washed away. Oh, hallelujah. I'm sorry. My detractors may accuse me of what I did many years ago, of the mistakes of my past, but can I tell you when Jesus looks at me, he sees every sin gone. I'm clean. I'm pure. I'm holy. Oh, hallelujah. I wish I had some Pentecostals in here that knows what it means to have your sins washed away forever. Oh, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That gets me happy. I want to rejoice because God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And you don't have to call the name of ham and eggs. You don't have to call all of the hundred titles for God in the Bible. You simply call the one name, the name of Jesus in baptism. And that's got enough power to wash away every sin. That's got enough authority to remove every stain of sin. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
For there is only one God. There is only one, the Bible says, between mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Matthew 1 and 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Can I tell you that Jesus becoming a man, it means that God is with us. It means that God walked this earth. Hallelujah. And so that means we can have God's presence with us. And, and here's, here's my message. The greatest thing that you could ever experience, the greatest gift that you could ever have, is not the stuff that Jesus can give you. It's not the blessings, and it's not the healings, and it's not the provision, it's not car, it's not money, it's not house. But the greatest blessing is that God said, I will be with you. I will be your Emmanuel. In other words, no matter where you go, regardless of whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley low, regardless of when you got money and don't have money, regardless of when you're young or you're old, there's nowhere you could be that God is not with you. He said yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. Can I tell you here today that the greatest gift is simply Jesus. It's simply Him being with you. Oh, I wish I had somebody here today that knows what I'm talking about. Oh, that's all I need. I don't need more stuff. Just give me Jesus and I'll be happy. Just give me Jesus. Oh, like that old Negro spiritual. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Oh, I can get under the spout where the glory comes out. I'm telling you here today that God is with you and all you need. Ooh, I, I feel like preaching right now. Amen. We make life so complicated. We think life is so complicated. Where's this, that, and the other? We got to have this, that, and the other. We got to buy this, that, and the other. And we are just running our minds crazy trying to figure out how we're going to sort this out. But can I tell you, it's simply Jesus. All you need is to walk hand in hand with your Savior. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you every day. The psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell... Thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, behold, you're there. Glory to God. I'm sorry for shouting. I get a little excited. I get excited because no matter what my circumstances are, my material financial circumstances are, Regardless of how my physical body is, and I'm sorry to, to bust your bubble, but even as Pentecostals, we're all going to die someday. Some, some of us are going to die prematurely. But what the Bible and what God wants you to know, he wants you to understand this one thing, and this is not just some, some emotional hype, but he wants you to understand that life on this earth is merely a passage. That death is merely your graduation into the life that God has for us. We can make life so complicated. I'm sorry to keep you guys standing. I, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the glory. I believe God can heal from cancer. 
I've seen, I've seen God. I've, believe, I've met a man who was dead for three days. And God raised him from the dead in the middle of Central Australia among our indigenous brethren. A man was dead in the morgue for three days. Our missionary brother John Henwood prayed for him in the morgue for three days. On the third day, he rose up from the dead. I, I believe in the power of God. I believe in healing. How many can testify of the healing power in your life? Can I get a witness here today? I believe he can do it. Amen. But if he doesn't do it, I believe he's still a healer. Even if he never makes a way again, I believe I'm still going to sing to my dying day that he's a way maker, that he's a healer. If he never heals me, oh, don't you ever think for one moment I'm going to cast in my lot when I'm on my deathbed and say, where is Jesus? No, no, no. If I got some breath in me, I'm going to keep singing. He's my healer. He's a way maker. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We make life a little complicated. But can I tell you, life is simple. It is. We make it complicated. You know, we put it on our Facebook post. It's complicated. I, my relationship. First it was in a relationship. Then you notice all the photos disappear. It's complicated. And then there's photos that come on. I hate him. <laughs> life is simple, folks. That's what the Bible teaches. It, you either choose life or death. There's not a myriad of choices. Here, pick 54. This is not Baskin Robbins where there's 34 flavors, whatever it is. How many is 37? But this, you're either going to live for God or you're not. You're either going to do good or you're not. Life is simple. And let me tell you, when you have put your life in the hands of Jesus, because we, we think that if we achieve a certain status that we'll find happiness. We think that if we get this amount in our wages, we'll, we'll be happy. We think if I just get married, I'll be happy. If I just have a, a child, if I have a couple of kids, we, we have all of these aspirations that we think is going to make us happy. But understand there's only one true source of fulfillment. Yes, we get happy with the blessings of God. Thank God for every blessing that he's given to us. Amen. But can I tell you that blessings can easily disappear. Amen. That, that stuff will easily wear out. There's only one thing that will give you true joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm not talking about a fleeting happiness. I'm talking about a joy that's going to fill. And that's a, a, a walk with God. A relationship with Him. Oh, if I could just know Him. Can I tell you here today, He wants to be with you. He is the Emmanuel. He'll want to fill you with his spirit. And that no matter where you are, you can still praise the Lord. Regardless, oh, I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying. Regardless, I, I got to stop. Musicians, if you like to come. I, I got to stop. I, I want to read you this verse. This is powerful. Watch this. See, the divine God, the God of all creation, he partook of human nature. He tasted life as a man. He partook of it. The divine became human so that we that are human can partake 
of the divine nature of God. I'm not saying you're going to become a God, but I'm saying when you receive God in your life, the Holy Spirit of God, something changes in you. Watch this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby, watch this, are given unto us exceeding. Here's your gift. Here's my Christmas gift to you. This verse right here is given unto us, to you, exceeding great. Not, not just great, exceeding great. And precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature of God. Woo. Hallelujah. That means God puts in you something divine. The way you had no power in yourself and you had no ability in your human frailties and in your own weaknesses. I, I never thought I could overcome the stuff that I overcame. I, I was started smoking cigarettes at the age of 13. I came to God at 19, smoking for six years. Dunhill Blue or Winfield Blue. I'm just, I'm just trying to relate to somebody. I never thought I could overcome the drugs and, and the lifestyle. I thought the life was just all about just getting plastered, getting wasted, making money. That's, that's what I thought. And I, I certainly gave myself headlong for six years when I arrived in this country to do that. Can I tell you, it brought me nothing but misery and depression, suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts. And when I heard the gospel, and I came the very first time to church at a 19-year-old, Belmore, when our church was in Belmore, I came to the front, gave my life to Jesus. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues so much, Sister Buddha, I couldn't even speak English anymore. I didn't know what this tongues was. But God was speaking through me. That's what they, they received when they got the Holy Ghost. They were speaking in other tongues. I had no idea what, the, what was going on. I had to literally, when they were turning off the lights, closing the doors and windows, they said, come on, bro, we got to go. He said, I said, I can't even speak. I was just pointing to my mouth because I couldn't speak English anymore. I, I was just so overwhelmed. I just didn't want it to stop. This was, this was better than all the drugs I took. This was better than all the highs that I've experienced in life. And so he said, come on, man, just put your hand over your mouth and let's go. So I walked out of that altar. With my hand over my mouth, speaking in tongues. And I tell you, I stand here today, all those years ago. I'm not telling you how long ago I was. But God gave me his spirit to help me to overcome. To help me to, I'm not perfect. And I still got a lot of flaws. But thank God, I'm not what I used to be. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I got, I got one Christmas illustration for you. It was 10.35 a.m., December 17, 1903. After many failed attempts, the Wright brothers were finally successful in their flying machine off the ground at Kitty Hawk. Thrilled, they telegraphed their message to their sister Catherine 
And the message said, we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the editor of the local newspaper and showed him the message. He glanced at it and said, oh, how nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. And he totally missed the big news that man had flown. And so many people today miss the big news of Christmas. It's not just that he came. It's why he came and what it means for you and I. Would you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Glory to God. It means for us that we are guaranteed victory if we hold to his, to his hand. If we lean like that old hymn says on his everlasting arm, we are guaranteed to never fail. The only time you can fail is when you deliberately walk away from God because God will not force you to follow Him. He's not going to make you or coerce you. You can walk and He won't stop you. You can turn your back on Him, curse Him, and He's not going to come down and close your mouth for you. No, He won't because He's a gentleman, because he's, He gives you the gift of free will. But if you so choose to give your life to Him, to live your life in simplicity, Paul said, I fear lest the, the devil has, has beguiled you from the simplicity of Jesus Christ. It, it's not that complicated. He is God, and he is God alone. Hallelujah. Would you lift your voices right now? I want to give you an opportunity to come to this altar. But I want to remind you that Jesus is here to answer your prayers, to talk with you, and to establish a relationship with you that he can know you and you can know him hallelujah in the name of jesus heavenly father here we are we bring our hearts before you we bring ourselves into your hands look god we acknowledge you as the only god the only true and living god we commit our lives into your hands and we choose we choose lord to know you and to follow you to we choose life over death we choose you over sin, Lord. We choose you over ourselves. And we want to walk with you in faith. Lord God, right now we open our hearts. We open our minds to you, Lord God, and asking you that you'll let your Holy Spirit to have free course, to lead us, to guide us, and to walk with us, and to direct us into your perfect will. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I, I know it's... It's Christmas, and we got some special refreshments for you afterwards. But, but I believe that God is doing a work in somebody's life here today. And so I want to invite you to this altar. Maybe as a family, you can come together at this altar. If you don't have your family with you, please, we have ministers and leaders that are making their way right now. And we want to invite you to come and pray. This is just an altar, and, and it's just a step of faith to say, God, I'm, I'm responding to your word and faith. If you need healing in your body. If you would like to receive what I've talked about, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, He can give you this gift. But if you have the courage and the boldness right now, I want to open this altar. Maybe as families, you would like to come together, husbands and wives and children, to come and pray together with one another.
This altar is open, and it's your opportunity now to respond to God. Time to pray and talk to Him. He's here today. He's promised to dwell with us, to be in our midst. He tasted death for us, for every man. And now He gives to us His divine impartation. He gives to us His Spirit that we can partake of His anointing, of His power. This power will help you to overcome sin. This power will enable you to be a witness in all the world. This power, God's Holy Spirit, can ensure and guarantee that you will always be victorious no matter where you find your life is. Hallelujah. Let's reach out to the Lord all over this building. This altar is open. Please come and pray. Glory to God. Why don't you pray for one another as a family?